Good morning and welcome to Minx Your Morning, a podcast and Instagram live show brought to you by me, Liat Horowitz, your coach and cheerleader, helping you live the life you love. This is the daily dose of motivation you need to lift your spirits, clarify your goals and set your intentions for a power day ahead. Stick with me to learn how to minx your morning and elevate your life. It's a new year and with it often comes new goals and new plans for your career. Today's guest is top recruiter, career coach and high performance coach Lauren Ritchie, who is sharing her incredible insights and expertise. So whether you're starting your job search and you have no idea where to begin, or you're wondering what the current state of the market is like, perhaps you're looking for tips when it comes to how to use LinkedIn. What about the do's and don'ts regarding your resume? Today, we are covering it all. So grab your notebook and pen, listen up and start taking notes. I first have to start by saying that Lauren and I grew up together in South Africa. So a bit of a crazy whirlwind situation. I remember being in touch with you before I even moved to Canada because I was like, if Lauren enjoys Toronto, then I'm going to enjoy Toronto. If that's the vibe that we have together. But I've watched your career change and grow so beautifully over the last few years since I've lived here. And I actually, it was a no-brainer to me when I was thinking, people were asking about more career and corporate orientated mm-hmm. content because a lot of my clients are in the corporate world. Perhaps they want to go back to a job because they're a mom that's taken mad leave. Maybe they're in a job that they don't like and they want to change. And so it was like, I have to have you on here. So welcome and thank you so much. I'm going to hand it over to you. Tell us quickly a little bit about what it is that you do. Firstly, thank you so much. I'm so honored to be on your show this morning. I am Lauren Ritchie. I am currently running my own business. My business has a few different uh, pieces to it. I'm a high performance coach. I'm a career coach and I'm a recruiter. And the three pieces tie in really well together. The coaching is what it is in terms of I offer one-on-one and group coaching. And I, I have a recruitment business as well. So I'm helping people really raise the bar in their lives and their careers from all different angles. I just love it. And I will, before I get into the questions, I will just say that this is the thing that you and I have always had in common, our intense desire to help people and to help them to really achieve the possibility and the potential that they can reach. Your way is obviously a little bit more focused on career and recruitment and that kind of thing. But I was very jealous when you went to do, I have to just brag about you. (sighs) She went and she did in person Brendan Bouchard's high performance certification last year, right? Last year. My goodness. We're talking like a high performer yourself. So I'm just very excited to have you here. Let's get straight into the questions because we've got a lot to get through. So here we go. Most of the people on my platform are women. Lots of them are moms. They are either, as I said, in a job that they don't particularly enjoy. They're looking for something different. Perhaps they're looking to climb that corporate ladder where they are and trying to figure out how to stand up for themselves and and actually ask for what they want. There's also other people out there who really don't even know where to start when looking for a job, when looking to change jobs or coming back into the industry after Mac leave. So uh, my first question to you, Lauren, is 
where would you tell them to start? Where do we start in this daunting world of finding a job? Okay, and that's a great question. And I find people don't take the time to even ask themselves that question. And so that's the number one piece here. People say, I need to change a job. or I need to change careers. All the things that you listed. And they either just put it on a little sticky note on their to-do list of find a job. And so every time they look at it, it creates these feelings of overwhelm and stress, or they dive into a job board with no thought, with no plan, and just start applying aimlessly, and then eventually hit a dead end and drop out of the search inevitably. So here's what I say to people. The best thing you can do for yourself is to set your intention for what it is that you're actually looking for. You have to plan. You have to create a roadmap. And for me, I see that as being the foundation, the building block for going about your job search. If you don't have a roadmap of what it is that you're looking to do, you can't zoom in. You can't tailor your resume. You can't focus your job search. So then what I get is, okay, all good and well, create a roadmap. What if I don't know what to do? What if I'm saying I want to change my job, but I don't actually know what I like and I don't know where to go. And I get that a lot. And especially from women, also from moms who are maybe looking for that career plan, a career change. So what I suggest you do is get yourself a journal Take two pieces of paper. I want you to think about who you are in buckets. And the first bucket I want you to think about is what are your skills? Whether you like your skills or you don't, what are they? So in other words, what are you qualified to do? What are you capable of doing? What skills in your past jobs can you draw out that you did, right? Maybe you were in an admin job, but maybe you were doing a lot of customer service or a lot of client relationships. So don't discount that you were only doing one particular job. Think about all the skills and write them down on a list. The second page or bucket I want you to think about is what are you passionate about? What do you love in your life? When you're looking for a job, why not love what you do? Okay. And I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's all good and well, you know, find the job you love and never work a day in your life. And it almost sounds so cliched, but it's there. So what are your passions, guys? So like, what do you love? What industries interest you? What companies excite you? What in your personal life do you gravitate towards? What articles do you find you always read, even if they have nothing to do with your career? And the idea then is to try and find the place where your skills and your passion intersect. When we have skills and passion that intersect, we are on the right trajectory. We're on the right trajectory, not just for your career success, but for your ultimate happiness. And when we get there, we're then able to zoom in. Now, what do I got to do to get there? Now, what should my resume look like? What should my profile look like? How should I attack my job search? How should I tell my story? But it definitely starts with that ultimate plan. Woo! I like looking to change careers. I've like done this work, but I'm inspired to do that for myself. <laughs> what you said, it's so practical and you've laid it out in a way that makes sense. You can sit down with a pen and paper and start there. That is a beautiful thing. Good job. Yes, I love that. Let's talk about COVID for a second because we cannot get through a conversation within the first five no. minutes about something about COVID. Okay, so 
Obviously, COVID has enabled us to create a world of flexibility and working from home to some degree. I would love to hear from you, first of all, how the market has looked in the last few months as COVID has become the norm and the, the, the routine here in the world and what you're expecting to see in the market in 2021. Is okay. it a good time to be looking? Is it not? Give us your advice. I think it's safe to say that 2020 was not something that people expected or necessarily wanted for their careers. The layoffs have, you know, been in their droves. People who wanted to take a change, both in the corporate world, moms who wanted to re-enter after mat leave, people, and I was working with a couple of these who had been out of the workforce for you know, many years, who were ready to dive back in. Everybody got thrown off the game. Either your kids came home or you just couldn't envision it or you stayed safe because that's how people were feeling in 2020, the need to stay safe. And that's okay. But 2021 is a new year. And there is no doubt that the impact of COVID is going to still filter through in 2021 in terms of the job market. However, I'm really optimistic. And I truly think that 2021 is yours to shape if you want to take control of the situation and make it happen. There are opportunities And there are setbacks that I see happening in 2021. And I'm going to start with the opportunities. So the first thing is companies are no doubtably going to be hiring more people than they did in 2020. Everybody held back. Recruitment was frozen. 2021, we're going to see more jobs. Secondly, there are so many more and new virtual opportunities that have popped up everywhere. So people are all setting up new kinds of jobs that can now be done from afar. And so that's super exciting. And the third thing that I want to say that I've been noticing that I just think is so incredible is that job searching has just gone global. I am seeing now on LinkedIn and other different platforms that work from anywhere jobs, which means that just because you're in Toronto, you don't have to narrow your search to Toronto. You could be applying for a job anywhere in the world. And when we think about the scope of opportunity that exists in being able to actually look for jobs globally, now I don't say that to overwhelm you. I say that just to say, look, there's global opportunity. There's global scope. I've never seen that before. I have never seen that before. And I think 2021 is going to bring more and more of that. So those are the opportunities. Incredible. Now, the setbacks are obviously, and for me, I see the biggest one being the competition. It's a very competitive market. There is a lot of unemployment. And with the work anywhere concept means that other people out of our market, or if you're in Toronto, depending on where you are, will also possibly be looking within our market space. So my comments to that are just, again, zooming in on your plan, having a clear intention, staying focused on what you want to do and figuring out how to stand out and differentiate yourself. Those are the key things to combat the competitive market out there. That is a really good point. I didn't even think about the global side of things. As you said it, when you said, I don't say that to overwhelm you, it can be overwhelming, but I think you're absolutely right. It is more of an opportunity than than something that should hold you back from trying. Right. Absolutely. 
I love that. Okay, so next I really want to shed some light on the concept of job flexibility, especially for now in these days, but for working moms who may have their kids home because a child in the class has COVID and then they're all sent home for two weeks or whatever it is, even the hours. Some people want flexible hours, men, women, parents, not parents. So is this something that you think employers are currently being more open to? Are you seeing a shift in that way? Absolutely. Like it couldn't be a better time to put the fear of going into a job and lacking flexibility to rest. I would say in the last couple of years, if I tell you, I can count multiple conversations where I've had moms or women or people saying, do you think there's any way I can have one day a week work from home? Do you think there's a way that we'd be able to ask for that? And no matter what industry I was recruiting in, the message was always the same. Show up for 90 days, your probation period. Show me that you can do the work and then we'll discuss it. And that was the best hope we had if they said we would discuss it. Now, everybody can and is working from home. It's the new norm and that inevitably creates flexibility. Flexibility is built into working from home. It's all about how you manage it. And even myself in working from home all these years, I always had the sense of not covering that I was working from home, but needing to make sure that my house was super quiet at all times. Everything was perfect so that I almost mirrored that I was in a corporate space because I was working with corporate clients. But now everybody in a corporate space is working from home. Everybody has the dog barking. Everybody has the phone ringing, a kid walking in. So this is our time. If you were somebody who was holding back, going back to work because you thought that you couldn't have the flexibility, you got the platform now. This is your opportunity to go forward and take advantage of it. Wow. Okay. I love that. Now let's just talk for a minute to someone who has been out of the working space for a while, be it Mac leave or they've taken a break or maybe they started their own thing, but it didn't work out and they're now looking to go back in. But they, I'm thinking of the person who's so overwhelmed by the concept and they find it so daunting. What are your words of motivation or inspiration to those people, especially the ones who have been out of it for quite a while? Firstly, I want to say that I have been one of those mamas. I am one of those mamas. I spent 10 years working in corporate and I had took four years of a career break. That was started because I was laid off in 2008 when the financial mortgage crisis hit and I was in finance, as I mentioned in the beginning, back then. For me, 2020 has the same feelings as 2008, except 2008 was very finance focused. But at that time, I was then off for four years, both recovering, like from just the whole episode, and then taking time out to have and raise two children. So I know what that felt like to be out of the workforce. And I know there's mamas out there who are 10 years out of the workforce. It's the same concept basically applies. You have to make a decision if this is what you want to do. And you have to commit and make a commitment and promise to yourself to show up and do the work. You have got to commit to show up and do the work. And I could say that over and over again. When you're a mom, you don't necessarily have the routine of sitting at your 
your desk and working on your laptop. And so finding the time to commit to a job search requires you to actually schedule it into your calendar as if you were taking your child to the dentist. Job search job, whatever, working on your resume. It has to be scheduled, guys. It has to be scheduled. So it's about commitment. It's about showing up. It's about confidence. And it's about belief. It's a large part about believing that this is possible for you. I didn't say easy. I said possible. It is hard work. And I'm not, there are a lot of pieces that come into play when people are trying to return to work, but you got to have patience. And if you take a step back and you're willing to do the work from setting your intention, planning and going through the motions, it will happen. Power, power. power. This is amazing. There's two more topics that I want to delve into, and it's all part of a follow-on to what you've just said about the commitment, about the patience, and about the scheduling, which is so important. Let's bring up the topic of LinkedIn. So like when we say LinkedIn, there's a split audience reaction. Half the people, or maybe a smaller portion of the people, at least what I think who's listening to this, is already like, <gasps> LinkedIn. I don't know how to do it. I have my name on there, but I've never done more with it. I don't know if my profile's updated. I don't even know how it works. Is that side. And then there's the other side of people who are using LinkedIn, or at least who are familiar enough with it, to know that it is a powerful, amazing tool that is being used right now, not only for job searches, but also just for connecting and sales and business growth in general. So can you please just talk to us a little bit, because I know you're a LinkedIn expert, talk to us a little bit about how to even approach LinkedIn when you are starting to look for a job. Okay. LinkedIn can be very overwhelming for a lot of people. And I want to break it down. Okay. I want to break it down because I know there's a couple of different profiles of people listening in on this. Really the basic function, which for any maybe mom or person wanting to just go back to work is to just set up a simple profile. Don't worry about all the other functionalities, okay? Yes, there are many. Yes, people are using it for business. But just set up a profile. You need your name. You need a photograph, which you could take on your on your camera now. I even look at mine like in a corporate dress. Like I almost feel because the world has changed, I could even change that and be more casual. Don't overthink it. Just put up a picture of your face. Make sure there's no one else in the photo because I don't like when it's not a family platform. It's not you and your spouse or you and your coworker. Plug in your a framework. Just make it simple. Just have a presence, name, photo, and Fill in blocks of your experience. This is a whole, this could be a whole live in itself on, on, on what to do, but don't overthink it. That is enough for me as a recruiter and for hiring managers out there to validate who you are. So the most basic function of LinkedIn is, can I validate that this person A, is who they are? Can I validate that they did what they did? If I'm looking at your resume, can I see that they are a mirror of the two, okay? Is this person real, valid? Are they saying on their resume what they actually have done? So it should be a mirror, it should be a mirrored copy, guys. Don't change and have anything different in terms of the bulk of the work experience. And from that place, you can then safely assume that every time you send your resume in, a hiring manager or HR manager are going on there just to verify you just to verify you. So if you're starting out, let that be your 
task. Simple. Now, if you end up applying for jobs on the LinkedIn job board, which I highly recommend, then your profile is just attached to your application, which again, it's a mirror of your resume. There's nothing to freak out about. It's just a photograph. Great. I can see this is a real person. Okay. This is a real person. This is how she is. Beautiful. Okay. So that's why it's absolutely imperative to have it. Now, if you want to go from the next level is how, and I mentioned earlier, how do you stand out when you're applying for a job? How do you differentiate yourself? And I have tons of tricks and tools for people when they're applying for jobs, how they do that. But then one of the key ways without, again, overwhelming anyone would be to start networking with people, both in the industry that you're interested in, or and for the job that you're applying for. So if I was applying for a job, let's say at ABC Limited, it would be quite good for me, and I would highly recommend that you look up ABC Limited on LinkedIn and that you possibly yourself search for the HR manager and add her to your LinkedIn network. And that idea is really just to say, Hey, here I am. I applied for the job. What we want in job searching is we want your resume to be read. I, I don't almost care if you don't move forward for a job interview. So long as your resume was read, you're not right for everybody and they're not right for you. Okay. So it's okay if you didn't get a job interview, but I want to know that your resume was not lost in the big dark hole of resumes. So by using LinkedIn in sort of some creative techniques, Again, it just gives you that that little differentiating factor, that little edge that someone's going to say, who's added me? Oh, awesome. Maybe I'll take a look at her and I should look for that resume. That's great. Oh, those are such good tips. And I can just imagine you have a whole, a whole repertoire of tricks and tips up your sleeve for LinkedIn. That is incredible. I'm going to ask you one more question. When we're done with the questions, you're going to explain to people what it is that you actually do and how you can help people in their job search, especially with LinkedIn. I know you do all kinds of different coaching and options. So stay tuned and listen because this is such an important topic. So let's get straight into it. Let's talk about the resume and the interview process, like all the bits that you're doing in the process. I know that's two separate departments, but I'm Mm -hmm. just asking you, are there any specific do's and don'ts when it comes to doing your resume, and then when it comes to the interview. These are big topics, but I will try to keep it simple and tactical. So when doing your resume, always just remember, you are who you are. Your experience is what you have. Your degree is what you did or your certification. Be proud of every single thing that you have on your resume. I hear people beating themselves up all the time. I wish I had this because I want to apply for that. So the first thing is just be proud of every piece of the puzzle that has brought you to the place that you are today and write every line on your resume with love and admiration and respect for yourself for the journey that you've been on. And that is the first real key point I want people to think about. The other thing is keep it simple. Resume should not be more than two pages at an absolute max. You want to just be speaking to the core your core competencies as they relate to the job you've chosen to apply for. This goes back to our initial, my initial comments about road mapping and planning. What can I highlight on my resume under my experience that's going to talk to 
what it is that I'm looking for. So I could write out my resume from my banking days and I could write them in very different ways. I could write them to speak to the technical financial stuff, but I could also write it to speak to just more of the client stuff that I did. So you want to be tailoring it to what you're applying it for and keeping it pretty simple. The other just one, there's so many things to say, but I just want to say you need to have an objective on your resume. Too often people don't have an objective at the top of their resume and your objective should be changed each and every time you send your resume in for a job. If you are taking your resume and just plugging it into different boxes, forget it. There's a reason why you maybe aren't moving forward. I want you to change your objective each and every time you apply to speak to this particular job, this particular industry, this particular company, something that's going to connect you and the reader to you and this particular job. Now, the job interview is a, is a whole different story altogether. But the big piece for the job interview is just because you got a job interview doesn't mean you got the job. And so I mean that the job interview is your stage it's a stage for you to stand on now and to sell what your resume has and to make it live, make it real. All the job searches are virtual now. All the interviews are happening over camera. You want to bring your best self to the table. You want to bring joy and energy. You want to be prepared. And by prepared, I mean going through line item by line item of a job description, knowing who's interviewing you, research who is who are you talking to on the other side of the phone? Having questions lined up for them, having buckets of success stories pre-planned. And I go into this in detail with my coaching clients, but you are not thinking on the spot about a time when you succeeded, a time when you went over and beyond. If you are doing that on the spot, you did not prepare. You need to have a couple of stories of things you've done that were great, ready to go. And when people ask you questions, you're just picking from your bucket of stories. There should be very little that you're doing on the spot because I know you've gotten, you're nervous and you may be excited. And so we don't want to think through things we could have thought through already. So that's another big piece. The other thing I want to say is don't pretend to be an expert in something that you're not. And I'm going to touch on this because I've seen far too many people do an amazing job in an interview and then not move forward to get the job because something that they were asked, they felt they needed to overspeak so that they felt like they were an expert or they knew about it. And in the end, it didn't show up very well. If you're asked a question about something that's not your expertise, please be comfortable to say, be comfortable to let them know. In my past experience, I haven't focused directly on A, B, or C. However, I am super excited and know that with the skills that I have and with everything else I have worked around that project, that this is going to be an area of growth for me and I can't wait to delve in. That is power, guys. Okay, that is power because every job you apply for, it's okay for you to have an area of growth. Women and moms in particular, men apply for jobs that they are 60 to 65% qualified and they believe that they are perfectly qualified for the job. Women are looking, and this is on a report, women are looking for 80 to 85% qualification before they feel confident enough 
to apply for a job. And we got to change that. We, we got to change that. You can apply for a job and have areas of growth. I love that phrase, an area of growth. What's interesting to me is you're saying things that are relatively clear and what would seem obvious, but we forget. We yes. get all the doubt and the limiting beliefs and the overwhelm and the feeling of dawn just take over us. But if you break it down like you've done, you're really good, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. I'm impressed. So now, last but not least, tell us exactly how you can help anyone who is watching or listening. If they are in need of a coach or a recruiter, tell us how they can reach you and tell us what you can help them with. I'm a recruiter, career coach, and a high performance coach. And sometimes it works that they all kind of intertwine and I'm tapping into all three of those pieces for an individual client. And sometimes it's standalone. I meet you where you're at. If you're looking for career help or guidance along your journey. So regardless, I coach one-on-one. I also coach groups of people as well, assuming we have people entering at the same stage of their career process. But essentially, I could pick you up from, oh my gosh, I'm getting interviews. I just need help perfecting it. And we could just work on interview skills to, I don't even know where to start. I need help from road mapping all the way through to job offer and negotiation. So it depends on where you are. I will pick you up and move you along. So that's the career side. Okay. The recruitment side, because I am a recruiter. So it doesn't mean that I necessarily have the client that's in your space for your particular job, but I know people I'm on the job board. So I'm always aware of a lot of things that are out there. So to me, it's a big bonus. It has worked that someone career coaching has landed a job. It depends. The stars have to align themselves in terms of that level of perfection. I'm a high performance coach as well. And that is a a coaching program that I'm absolutely obsessed with. I know Liat mentioned it in the beginning. And really what I do through that program is we look at how we can raise the bar and level up in our lives and our careers, okay, while maintaining well-being and positive relationships in our life. The part of coaching that happens there is we all know people who are doing incredibly well in their careers or who have made a lot of money or been successful. Perhaps they are not taking care of themselves or perhaps they're you know, having challenges at home. So, you know, it looks at life and career as a holistic picture. And we work through the habits, the high performance habits that we should all be adopting and tapping into to make sure that we're continuously picking ourselves up and moving forward in all areas of our whole self. Amazing. I have one last question for you with regards to how you help people. Are you able to coach someone on how to use LinkedIn? Absolutely. How to use LinkedIn, how to build your resume, any piece of the pie. And what I am going to do for all those people who listen in on this is that feel free to connect with me on Instagram, connect with me on LinkedIn, send me a message. I am offering a free 20 to 30 minutes coaching call for anybody that is interested It could be to boost your momentum. It could be on to review your resume for you or on LinkedIn. So if you're somewhere in the process and just could use another boost of energy, then, you know, send me a message. Let's connect 
and let me help you move the ball forward. Oh, I love, love, love that. Thank you so much. So they're going to find you on LinkedIn, Lauren Ritchie. They're going to find you right here on Instagram, Samurai Solutions. Am I right? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I love it. If you live in our area, you might sometimes find Lauren and I just walking with a coffee, having yeah. coffee at Starbucks or having our nails done pre-COVID. <laughs> Absolutely. No more, but yes. Thank you so much. This was so helpful. And if anyone needs the help, you heard her. She's ready and willing to help. She is, I can testify like without a hesitation that Lauren is the best in the business. So anyone that needs anything that she's offering, recruitment, coaching, anything within the job space or just high performance in general, go and check her out. Follow, get in touch, engage, connect. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Thank you. Here it is, my newest offering for all you driven, high-performing, badass women out there. Minx Mode is a new and exclusive mastermind that I've designed to keep you on track, inspired, accountable, networking, growing, and in community. Starting in January until June of 2021, Minx Mode will include one 60-minute group mastermind Zoom call per month one 30-minute private coaching call with me each month, an accountability WhatsApp group, ongoing email support, network and contact sharing, and so much more. There are limited spots available, so if you want to hear more, I invite you to schedule a discovery call with me. Simply head to the link in my Instagram bio, and let's get talking. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Minx Your Morning. If you enjoyed it and found it valuable, I would love it if you could take a moment to write a short review, rate this episode, and also subscribe to the Minx Your Morning podcast. That way, other passionate and driven people just like you will be able to find it. And if you're interested in kickstarting your dream life, book a complimentary trial coaching call with me over at www www.liathorovitz.com and come and hang out with me over on Instagram. My handle is at Liat Horovitz. Have a minxful day and see you next time.